I remember when I started one of my first companies with my mentor, and I made a total screw up that cost the company over a million dollars. You know, I think it's time I got to exit. I'm not right for this company anymore. And he started laughing. He was probably 30 years older than me. He laughed at me and said, I just paid for the most expensive education I could ever pay for. Go fix the problem. What does mojo mean to you? Welcome to CEO Mojo, where we inspire business leaders to get motivated. In our weekly podcast, we talk about the ideas, stories, and lessons of these successful entrepreneurs and how they overcome the challenges that hold them back from getting in touch with their mojo so that you will get motivated. Our host is Joe Applebaum, CEO and co-founder of Ajax Union, a digital marketing agency based in Brooklyn. Joe is a certified Google trainer and was featured on Fox Business News, Bloomberg, and The Wall Street Journal. He's a published author, and his thought leadership appears regularly on Forbes, Business Insider, and Entrepreneur.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Apfelbaum. Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of CEO Mojo. Today I'd like to introduce my friend and fellow CEO, Bob Tassone. Bob is the CEO of Tag EX Brands, which for 30 years has supported restaurant facility closures and remodeling, equipment liquidation, and direct sales. It's operating nationally, and Tag EX works in cooperation with RestaurantEquipment.bid in an auction-based company that offers discounted commercial restaurant equipment. Together, the two create the world's most dynamic marketplace for restaurant and food-related equipment and supplies. Bob is a member of Entrepreneur's Organization and is a global leader in the organization. I'm really excited to begin this interview with Bob Tassone, so let's get this started. Welcome to another amazing episode of CEO Mojo. Bob, thank you so much for joining me here today. Oh, my pleasure, Joe. I'm glad to be here. So as you might know, we speak about the beliefs, the failures, the work ethic, the focus, the fears, the relationships, and the purpose that entrepreneurs need to have in order to take their business and their life to the next level. And you, building an amazing company and also being involved with entrepreneurs organization on a regional level, maybe even on a global level, you find the time to do the things that you have to do and you were able to have significant growth and significant success that many entrepreneurs can't figure out how to get to. And I wanted to ask you a couple of questions today, like what beliefs did you have before that would limit your success that you kind of had to challenge and question and change? And as a result of you doing that, you were able to build a multiple seven figure business. Sure. Um, you know, as I look at it, you know, I think I've, my entire life I've been an entrepreneur. As a kid, you know, at 16, I started my first business with my cousin where we would uh, detail cars for people. And uh, we called it Cousins Car Detailing. And, uh, you know, did that all through college and made money. Um, but, you know, I, I think the, the, um, the biggest obstacle was the head trash, right? You, you know, in your own head of can I do it? You know, I didn't grow up in, in, in you know, in, in, in a family business or anything like that. It was uh, self-made. So overcoming that head trash of can I do it? Am I capable of doing it? And then um, continuing to move forward um, each step of the way uh, as you went down that path and, and, and took the roadblocks and that did popped, you know, inevitably popped up each step of the way as, as an entrepreneur. So some of that head trash that entrepreneurs have 
really limits them from growing. What do you tell an entrepreneur that's dealing with that head trash right now and is making all types of excuses? How do you kind of get over that head trash? It's, it's not an easy one to get over, but you have to. You have to move forward, forward motion, right? You, you can't look backwards. Uh, you, you always have to be looking forwards. And, you know, interesting, uh, you know, a comment is that, you know, I found myself in that trap about two years ago. My business had gone through an interesting uh, a time, and I found myself back in the head trash of can't do it or I shouldn't do it. Maybe I shouldn't take on this risk again. Um, why do it? And I was at an EO event with our GSEA program and students, and I became so invigorated again in business, life, everything. Seeing a young college student who's going to school, working on you know, getting their classwork done, trying to build a business. You know, one gentleman raised $3 million while he's doing this, getting his business going. And you know, I heard the kids talk and they said, boy, we're intimidated to talk to you because you're older and, you know, successful. And I'm like, wow, I go, I'm kind of intimidated to talk to you because you are the exact person I once was 20 years ago. And I'm so like invigorated that I said, I don't, you don't have a mortgage. You don't have children's college to pay for. You don't have car payments, employees that are, you know, looking to you to make the right decision for their families to survive. I go, you know, I'm envious of you. I want to be you again. I want, I want to be fearless. And so I found myself looking at that going, why can't I be? Just because I'm 40 years old, why can't I be that college kid and be fearless again and really push to, to do that and, and become um, fearless and you know, have to do that. So you really got to push yourself out of your comfort zone, right? After a while. Yeah. And I was once talking to mentors and I was asking them why they go out and mentor. Why do you mentor young entrepreneurs? Why do you mentor people that need help? And they said, most of the time I get more out of the mentorship than they get. They don't even know how much value they're providing to me. So when you go out and speak to students, you get inspired yourself, very powerful, um, helps you be able to get out of the head trash. Maybe, maybe the, the lesson here is if you're suffering and you're unhappy or you're stuck, stop thinking about yourself and go out and help other people. Get involved with an organization like EO, like something else, and go out there and help somebody. You might get that fire lit up yourself to be able to do what you need to do. Absolutely, and, and, and do something. You know, Powerful. inexcusable not to just go do it. That's what entrepreneurs do, right? We make it happen. Right. We definitely are making it happen, but there are times that we're trying to succeed and we come across a major failure in our life. And you mentioned something in your business. Sometimes it's in our personal life. And sometimes the failure is so devastating that it makes us question everything. It makes us stop. Have you ever had a significant failure in your life that made you really question everything? Yeah, um, lots. I, I think that's where the real growing comes from in life, right? When you when you hit those roadblocks and you figure out how to overcome them. So I'll share a couple. One that you know comes to mind is I remember when I started one of my first companies with my mentor, and I was in charge of focusing on the marketing side of the business, and I made a total screw up that cost the company over a million dollars. I remember going into my partner and going, you know, and, and he owned the majority of the of this particular company, and um, you know, he was also a mentor. And I said, I, I totally messed up, and you know, you probably don't even want me engaged anymore. You know, um, here's my equity in the company. It, you know, you know that should cover a million dollars, probably not, but <laughs> should cover a million dollars. I lost us, and um, you, you know, I, I think it's time I got to exit. I'm not right for this company anymore. And he started laughing. He, he was probably 30 years older than me. He laughed at me and said, I just paid for the most expensive education I could ever pay for. 
go fix the problem. And I looked at him and said, what? He said, go fix the problem. It's your problem. You go fix it. <laughs> and it was the greatest lesson I probably ever learned in, in life was that you have to persevere. Um, don't give up on yourself um, too quickly. You know, and that was something I did it. 21 years old, 20 years old, and, um, you know, a great life lesson. You know, as I look to, you know, a second stage of my career, it was growing too fast. You know, a fast-growing company, growing too fast, brought on too much overhead, and I always joke we, we modeled that particular stage of our business as Field of Dreams, the movie with Kevin Costner, you know, if you build it, they will come. And we built this great, you know, business and engine and staff and infrastructure, and then nobody came. <laughs> and then it was this mad scramble of how do you fix that and, and how do you change it? And, you know, going through that change, having to lay off people that you had worked with for a period of time really was a life lesson that, you know, going forward, boy, I don't want to make that mistake again. Um, it's very, very, it's horrible feeling to have to go through and, and, and change somebody's life and let them go because of your, your bad planning. And then probably the most recent one was um, successful business. We got it all right size. We got past the, uh, you know, the field of dreams and we're really humming year over year growth, uh, expanding. And we put all our eggs in about four or five clients basket. And, you know, we lost two of those clients and it put all our funding into a spin, a tailspin. And, you know, lesson learned there is that um, with receivables, it's not, you know, you shouldn't feel like you're begging. Hold a hard line and make sure you're collecting based on the terms because it's your money. Once you do the work, it's your money and you have to get it. And I let these things slide, slide to the point where then they stopped paying all together and, you know, really messed up all my funding with my bank to the point where they called the note and, um, you know, really almost collapsed the business and had to spend a better part of three years um, reorging the whole entire company to come back from that. So, um, you know, tough, challenging time, a lot of lessons learned, but uh, your money is the most important thing. Get it. <laughs> yeah. Your money is the most important thing. Go out and get it. You have a certain type of work ethic that some entrepreneurs just don't have. Some of them are kind of happy with the status quo, but you're not, you're not happy with the status quo. You're continuously progressing and looking for a better way of doing things and you're constantly working. Where do you get this work ethic from? Yep. That's a great question. You know, I, Sold my first company at 20. And when I did that, I dropped out of college. And I think because of that, it's been kind of a milestone in my head. But I always felt like I was the underdog and always underachieving. And I had to go above and beyond to prove myself. And, you know, as you get older, it's less, you know, it, does, it doesn't even pop up anymore. But I'll tell you, my 20s and 30s is so motivated me um, to get better to always be better because I felt like I had to because I felt like I was always missing something there was always a missing link in my life at that point and again probably more head trash than anything else but you know that that drove me good and bad you know the bad side is I also destroyed a lot of relationships along the way because nothing was ever good enough I always wanted better you know I remember the time I bought my first house and it was like okay I bought my first house but here's the house that I really want the same day I closed there's the house I'm gonna buy in two years and you know, buy a new car and say, okay, I got this car, but this is the car I'm buying in three years. And, you know, that can also be really tough on relationships and family. And, <laughs> and you can uh, try everybody around you's patience. But I think, you know, that's been a big part of what motiva has motivated me, you know, through the early part of my career. Wow. Very powerful. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs can probably resonate with them not feeling enough. And as a result, 
having to overachieve, having to overwork um, and do more than they have to. And as a result, achieve extraordinary things. So sometimes it's a blessing that we didn't go to college or that we didn't, you know, uh, didn't achieve a certain thing in our life, or maybe our parent didn't look at us a certain way or never gave us the validation that we needed. So as a result, we're always trying to kind of keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And, and one day we build a multi-million dollar business and we create hundreds of jobs or whatever it is. So very, very powerful. So let's talk a little bit about focus because entrepreneurs have a lot of ideas. They have a lot of ideas and especially an entrepreneur like you, that's always meeting tons of entrepreneurs all over the United States, all over the world. It's easy to get distracted with all the opportunity. Let's partner up. Let's do this. Let's do a, a partnership. Let's do a synergy. Let's do something cool. But then your core business starts failing as a result of that. So how do you stay focused on the most important goals? Sure. No, that's taken years to, to build. Um, you know, in many ways, I'm fortunate and blessed. In many ways, um, I'm cursed as well. And I always joke, I have a business partner and, and he and I, you know, always joke about we're exactly the same. And that's probably sometimes not a good thing because we can convince each other, hey, there's a shiny new nickel. Let's go chase it. <laughs> that looks good, squirrel. And off we go running and it's not good for the company. So, you know, the thing that I, th I think we've really learned and gotten good at over the last few years is we have, we would all, well, let me back up. In the past, we would always hire us. So we would hire everybody that was like us. And so we would go off in all these tangents, which really in a lot of ways hampered the growth of the business. And because of the distractions really didn't allow us to focus on and allow some of the mistakes we made to really almost kill the business entirely. I think going through a couple of those um, life lessons of, of almost, you know, crashing and burning and almost um, losing it all, you know, you go through that and you, you definitely learn. If you survive, you learn. And I think we learned that, you know, we don't want to hire any more people like us. We need the opposite. And, 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 and no more, you know, you know, entrepreneurial type people that can go squirrel and off they go with us. Um, you know, very focused. I look for very focused people. And that, that allows me to keep my creative side, but um, also ensures that the basics are always being done and then empower them you know it, it, it's not an easy thing to tell um new it, new hires you're empowered and ask lots of questions i will throw lots of ideas out you have to raise your hand and say is this a priority now or not because you'll kill yourself trying to achieve everything i throw out so you know help me let me help you prioritize where we're where we are and um you know that's taking a lot of time of just educating you just can't educate enough your team that's powerful. It's powerful to to realize that, especially when you have a partner that's exactly like you. When I when I went out and found my partner to build my agency, um, I remember I, I had I had the issue that I wasn't focused, and I wanted someone to help me be able to focus. And he was very very focused. The reality was that he's the same like me, and we would convince each other also the same thing. Um, but when we found employees that were were basically executors and operators, that's when our business really took off. So. Um, so yeah, finding somebody that if you're the visionary, finding the operator, finding the O, if you're the V is super important, big, big item in focus. And I'm happy to see that you, um, that you learned that lesson and you grew past that. One of the things that stops entrepreneurs from achieving their dreams and their potential is fear. Fear is something that we all have. And sometimes we have a fear of, to do something, right? To, yeah. to become something. So the greatest fear in business is public speaking. I know that I had to overcome the fear of public speaking. And now I'm doing seminars and podcasts and webinars and all types of stuff 
But before that, I was severely scared and I would make all types of excuses, excuses like, oh, I just don't speak, I'm better one-on-one. -on -one. I don't do one-on-many or whatever. I would come up with all these excuses, but in reality, I was afraid. Do you have any fears that you overcame as you were growing in your career? Yeah, a, a lot. You know, a couple come to mind. Um, you know, my business partner, his uh, father, um, ran a small uh, business uh, growing up. And we had, uh, one night we were having, I think, dinner with him, or it was just in the office and we were talking. And I said, Elliot, I go, how did, how did you get through all the years of being an entrepreneur? How, how did that drive you? How did, they, how did you get through that all? He goes, I ran scared every day. And the light bulb went off. I said, I guess that's what you have to do, right? It's part of the motivation as well as, you know, even though things are going good, maybe you got to run a little scared because maybe it'll change. Um, you know, I think, I think that's one, one thing that stands out that, that really impacted me. And then, you know, personal fears, I, I think, you know, as I've always been on this path of growing in, 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 in self-discovery. And, um, you know, so I, I, I've always thought about it. So I don't really get hung up too much on personal fears. Probably, though, similar to what you said, you know, the first time in EO when I had to get up on stage and speak in front of people, um, that was a little scary getting up in front of 300 people and, or 400 people and speak. And, you know, that, that kind of, that was kind of intimidating, you know, when, when, you, when you had to do that. And, you know, when I got through it the first time, it was, okay, I, I survived. Then you did it again. It wasn't so bad. And I had a, a chapter mate with me on the way back from our um, regional conference. He asked me, he goes, did you get a speaking coach? You seem really comfortable doing this. I said, no, I go, I've just done it now enough times where, you know, I look out of the room and I go, I'm with my friends. What am, why, you know, why am I you know, getting scared? Why am I intimidated? Why, what's the fear coming from? These are my friends. Uh, I'm in front of 750 friends now. <laughs> and, um, you know, tell my story and, and share it. So, you know, I think that's, it's very similar, you know, just that, that public speaking, um, you know, probably always have been afraid of failing. You know, that's always been in, in, you know, in the back of my head of, you know, you can't fail, you have to keep moving forward. Um, you know, that's probably always been there. So in business, it's very important to have amazing relationships and to build the type of business that you have built, you certainly need people, you need to have great relationships. But some people believe that, you don't mix business. A business is business and personal is personal. What does a relationship mean to you? How, what approach do you take to building relationships? Um, you know, that's a great question. And, and to think about that. You know, I, I, my leadership style has always been very informal and more empowering. And I think you have to lead by example and share. If you're open and willing to share, what's going on in your life, opening, willing to share what you're thinking or feeling about a topic. It certainly helps to build that level of trust. And I think once as the leader, you start to establish that, I think it flows back, you know, it, it can flow back and forth. Um, learning what your employees' interests are and begin to um, have dialogue about that. You know, always easier when a customer, you can find common interests. You know, I, th I find it's always a little bit harder though when you're, when you're with your, your team and how do you do that? And, and, and always a delicate balance of, you know, how, how you do it. Wow, powerful. So one uh, second to last question and I'll ask you the last question. So some people do it for the, for the money, right? They do it for the money. Um, they say, oh, my purpose, my purpose is money. And clearly the reason why you're doing what you're doing is not money. You have a greater vision um, there's something that you want to accomplish both in your personal life and in your business. What do you tell somebody that's doing it for the money? Um, you'll fail. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, my, my, my first mentor, when, you know, I, I would always drive him crazy. And 
Yeah, he always said, you're chasing, you know, he looked at me one night and said, you're chasing the dollar, stop. Find what you care about, what you enjoy doing, and don't worry about the money. He said, and you'll make money because you'll be good at it because you believe in it and you're passionate about it. And, you know, I've kind of always ruled my life that way. I've never made any decisions based on how much money I could make. It's about the passion. Is the passion there? Is the passion not? And um, that's what's always led me. I don't feel like I've had a, a job one day in my life because I love what I do and I have fun with what I do every day. I don't feel like I have a job. You know, I don't wake up in the morning going, oh, it's Monday. I got to go to the office. I, you know, I've, I've just never woken up that way. How does somebody find that in their life? You know, big question to ask yourself is, would you do this if you weren't getting a paycheck? Because as entrepreneurs, right, we're the first ones not to get paid. And, uh, you know, if you're having a bad month and uh, if, if you resent your business because of that, then you got the wrong business. Find something else that you're passionate about. But you shouldn't care. I mean, I, to me, money has always been keeping score, not about motivation or passion. Awesome. Awesome. So what does mojo mean to you? Got to have the mojo. It's like what Austin Powers said, right? You can't feel my mojo. It's enthusiasm. It's excitement. You, you know, you've got to be enthusiastic about what you do in life, and that's having the mojo to be. You got to be enthusiastic about what you do in life, and that's the mojo. Thank you so much for being part of this program. I really appreciate you being here today. And to all those listeners out there, stay motivated. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, Joe. This is great. You've been listening to another episode of CEO Mojo, your source for amazing motivation. For more episodes that will get you motivated, go to www.ceomojo.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. If you've enjoyed this podcast, feel free to share it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us. And remember, Mojo Nation, stay motivated.